This is Infinite Spaghetti, a guided tour of the cosplay and creative archives with your host, Ethan Minsker. Part of the Project Nerd Podcast Network. Hello, people out there in the interweb world. This is Ethan Minsker. You already know that. The show intro. Christopher English, Papa Bear, and his daughter, Alana. Papa Bear does a whole variety of stuff, not just cosplay. He's also a foam smith. He also runs a community where he teaches the art of cosplay to people. I'm going to let him do the proper English intro. First of all, thank you for having me at Project Nerd and uh, Infinite Spaghetti. I appreciate it. I am Papa Bear. I'm with my daughter, Alana. Uh, who's also uh, in the cosplay world. And uh, essentially I got started uh, about seven years ago, fell in love with cosplay. And uh, shortly after that, uh, because daddy was doing it, my daughter decided to to follow in my footsteps as well. Yes. And uh, we've been doing the, we've been doing cosplay together now uh, for the last five years. We started when you were five. Yeah, so last five years, we've done a lot of things together. You know, I kind of started doing kind of things for myself and trying to figure it out and doing contests and things. But as I've gotten more in cosplay in the community, I wanted to kind of do something for others and community build and, and things like that. So, you know, hosting the workshops that, you know, just right out of my house was something that I did uh, quite a bit uh, just to help people. Uh, make their costumes and to uh, to get them acclimated to you know tools and all the things that you need to to get into cosplay. And I am obviously prior to to COVID, you know, I did that quite often. And I look forward to actually opening up uh, that again, you know, once once it becomes uh, available. But uh, uh, workshops was a big part of of the joy that I had uh, in costuming. Besides uh, doing it with my daughter. The very first time you did this, like there has to be a story there. How did that come about? Like I, I gather like all of us were fans of the media and all of that stuff. But, you know, I remember seeing somebody walking past me in a costume on Midtown Manhattan. And I'm like, what the heck is that? You know, so what is the very first story? Not just for you, but for the both of you. For me, it was a friend of mine inviting me to a small con. I, I didn't know cosplay was a word. Didn't know what it was whatsoever. But I knew that at cons, people dress up. And I just referred to it as dress up. So I went to Party City, got a costume right out of the plastic bag, um, had no idea what I was doing. But I felt awesome in that costume. My first costume was uh, like right out the plastic bag Hellboy. And I had like the grease makeup and I just kind of smeared the red all over my face and and. So the whole thing, I had no idea what was happening. Fell in love with it. And I was like, once I saw all the, the costumes there that were better than mine, I was like, this is what I want to do. I want to take this deadly serious. This is what I want to do. Dedicate the next year to learning and getting as much information as I could. Just trying to figure out this whole cosplay thing. What is it? How do I get better at it? What does it take uh, to really get into it? Just progressed you know, through the years, getting better and better at, at cosplay. So in that journey, my daughter here, because I'd be in the living room, I'd be painting and gluing stuff and, you know, this, and me- yeah, you know messing, messing things up and ruining furniture. <laughs> so that, that's a story I could tell, too. But she saw me doing this. My first costume was Hellboy. And that's my favorite costume. 
And so Hellboy was the costume that I put the most amount of time into. Because with that, I learned how to, I learned how to foam, I learned makeup, I learned wigs, I learned, I learned high glue gun, you know, all these type of things. You know, for her, she wanted to be Hellboy too, because dad was Hellboy. For the record, I did not prompt her for this. I did not, uh, I did not say, you know, hey, you know, come, you know, come with me. I want to, <laughs> I want to cosplay. And it was none of that. This was all her idea. She was like, she wanted to be Hellboy like dad. And I was like, okay, this is great because now we get to bond and I get to pull you into my nerd stuff and and it's all good. I went about, you know, making sure, you know, makeup was safe on her skin and and I made her her own right-handed doom and her own little gun and uh, her horns and uh, the whole nine. So she looked like as close to a spitting image, as close to a spitting image as myself that I could make her, you know, to be to be five years old. Now she was five years old, and um, and the, the cool thing about it was that you know we would take pictures with people and things like that, and you know out of her mouth she was like, "Make sure to subscribe, make sure to like my dad's page." <laughs> It's my dad. Make sure to like his page. And it was like after every picture we take, make sure to go to go to our page. And it was like Alana, like stop it, like. But she was she was happy. So I was happy uh, that that she had a good time with it, and uh, it was it was an absolute blast. And we've been since really 2015. We've at least uh, we'll do uh, one or two cosplays a year together. Well, we'll we'll do them together, and we'll we'll have a photo shoot, and and uh, or we'll go to a convention, and we'll we'll put uh, stuff together. What was your perception from your like the first time you did it? Yeah, it was pretty weird, like going somewhere that I have never been before and seeing all these like people dressed up in costumes. But after like a couple of hours of being at the at the con, I finally got in the groove of it and I was like, yeah, come here, get some pictures, get some pictures. And I remember that, and I also remember this one time where I was at dad's panel. I made like these little cards and I gave them to people that were like passing by his panel. I was like, here, take it, take some cards. <laughs> and I was like, subscribe. But it was, it was pretty fun. I liked it and I still do. I got to interject and say, I would love it if my daughter would go around promoting me the way you do your dad. I, I would be so happy. She's my personal personal promoter. Yes. And the, the concept of you going to Party City to get a mask and seeing like what you do now, how did people react to the Party City? Well, it, it's, it's funny because, um, you know, when like back then, you know, those years ago, I thought I looked great. I mean, you couldn't tell me nothing. I was Hellboy. I, I felt good. I mean, everybody was nice, and I, I was fantastic. And um, and I like to I like to bring up that that old picture of that very first version of that costume and compare it to now because it's, it's just a reminder of of how far you can yeah exactly how far we've gotten how far you can go if you just if you just keep at whatever you're doing. It's not just cosplay, but just keep at whatever you're doing, whatever whatever art uh, that you you know hobby in, participate in. Just keep it going. The cool thing about cosplay is the way I felt in that straight out the bag 
Party City costume, how cool I felt then. I still feel that way now, even with the upgraded uh, costume. It is, it's just, it's, it's a very uh, empowering feeling. Uh, no matter, you know, no matter what level you're at, it's all about the emotion you put into it, the energy you put into it, and the, you know, the, the, the quality of the costume really doesn't matter when you're doing it for you and you're there to have a good time. Because I, I feel the same either way, whether it's Party City or something I just, I made from head to toe, I feel great in that costume. If you could just kind of go through the process of how you learned to be a foam smith. Well, let's first start with the process of that. Initially, when trying to learn how to do it, you know, now there's like YouTube videos and all these things. But back then, you really just had to know someone or like trial by fire and a lot of troubleshooting and things like that. What I did, I, I reached out to, to others who was doing this and, you know, asking them, how do you put this together? How do you make this? How do you do that? And I was lucky enough to, to, to find someone who taught me how to do, you know, who gave me at least a, a base on how to do a lot of the, the foam smithing and things like that. A lot of the reason that I do the workshops is to kind of pay it forward and teach others because someone had to do that for me. You know, sitting down with someone and, and learning you know, what to do, what tools to use, was how I, I started. And then it was every day, like I would go to work, I would come home and I would try to make something. And I would watch some TV and it would inspire me. And I was like, well, I'm gonna try to make that. And I ruined, I ruined a lot of material. Um, I ruined a lot of things, but that's how I learned, you know, working at it every single day, uh, just getting better. And over time, you know, after you mess up enough pieces, you actually get to a point where you can put something together every now and again. It just worked out to, to the point where now I can, you know, take the skills that I've learned and I've acquired over the years and then, you know, pass those on to someone else because I've been doing this so long now. And I've been very fortunate enough to, uh, to do that. But it has been a lot of trying to make something. It doesn't work. Scrapping it. Trying to make it again. It doesn't work scrapping it, trying to make it again. And also, you know, using the community and asking others, you know, how did you put this together? How, how did you make this? So what material uh, did you use for this? And, you know, um, pulling the resources from the community to further, you know, my own, you know, aspirations for, for costuming. And, and in judging costume contests as well, you also learn how so many other people put together their costumes. You never stop learning and you never stop growing uh, in cosplay. And it's it's always humbling to, to be in a position where you can talk to so many people about the cool things that they make. I'm sure you have sort of like a list of like do's and don'ts for the beginner uh, working with foam. There has to be safety involved. So um, safety goggles, respirator, well, if you're working with hot glue, you need to be careful with that. But you definitely need goggles and a respirator because of dust and things like that. And one of the don'ts is when you're because you you have to use a box cutter for a lot of this. You can also use scissors, but um, I personally use a box cutter for cleaner cuts. So I would say, you know, use a cutting board. If you don't have a cutting board, if you have a, like a throwaway table, use a table. And, you know, just be careful with the box cutter because you don't want to cut yourself. 
because I've, I've done it. So that's that's one of those I personally know what it feels like to uh, not be smart with a box cutter. Uh, so I would I would say that many times with the hot glue gun. Be careful of the tip. Do not touch it whatsoever. And also when you put it down, don't touch the glue. Wait until it's dry. You know, a saying, you know, in the community that, you know, hot, hot glue is hot. And that that is uh, very real as far it's as uh, safety goes. And, you know, you it, it sounds it sounds simple. But when you're making something, you just put the glue gun down. You, you can just forget about it. And then you just put your hand somewhere. And there you go. You, you just burnt yourself. So always, you know, always put it within eyes, within eye shot of where you can see it at all times. So you're not burning yourself, things like that. Um, also with the respirator, because the, the foam, you know, when you when you start to craft it and get more advanced techniques, it creates dust and that dust gets in your lungs and that is no good. So the respirator is very important. Also, if you're using, you know, different chemicals like contact cement, the fumes of that are also not very good. So you need a respirator for, uh, for you know, heavy uses of contact cement. And then safety goggles is always just a good safety measure in general. Goggles to make sure you don't get that dust in your eye. So it, it's always it's always a, a good measure. Also, too, if you want to use gloves, because you'll be heating up the foam. So if you want to use gloves so you can, uh, you know, heat the foam up and, and not hurt yourself or or not get, uh, you know, sticky bits on your fingers and things like that. I, I also use gloves uh, sometimes when, and you're going to be using a heat gun. So also be wary of heat. With the heat gun, make sure you keep that within, you know, eye shot of, of where you're placing your tools that you're not using. But safety is like a huge, one of the, the, the absolute first step before you can think about um, putting any costume together. Now this transitions nicely into the workshops you do. We would want to have the, these big groups of costumes and things like that. And it's like, well, everybody's at a different skill level and, you know, someone doesn't know how to do this and someone doesn't know how to do that, but I know how to do this, but I don't know how to do that. And, you know, how can we you know, get everyone to a place where, you know, everybody wants to achieve the same goal, make that costume. Well, how do we get there? You know, I just had the idea of having the workshop you know, bring everybody together so we can all trade skills and help each other to achieve the same goal, which is just to get the costume done in time. And uh, and it was great because there was there was no ego. There was no, you know, I'm better than you or I've done this. I've done that. It was just, you know, people show up and we all just help each other to make costumes. And those those would turn into like 10, 12 hour days sometimes. And the time would just, just fly by because we're all having a good time making costumes, the camaraderie. From that one time, I decided that, you know, I should post these more often. And then it got to a point where, you know, maybe once or twice a month, I had, I had workshops and it was complete open invitation. It was Saturday from this time to this time. I'm going to be at my house. Yeah. If anybody wants to come over and work on a costume, I'm here for it. And it just turned into... Um, it just turned into a thing where you know people know well you know I could I could I could go to Chris for for something and he'd help me out or I could go over there and and he'd help me out and um, and it was a great way to like you know a grassroots community build you know outside of my own like personal circle with the group uh, Chicago POC cosplayers we had a lot of you know workshops 
you know, within that group as well. And that was another way to like grassroots community build. So the workshops have, have been good. And I've actually taken concept the workshops to conventions and done workshops at the various conventions as well. Um, and just teaching people the basics uh, like safety and just how to make a, a very simple you know, helmet or a simple sword or, you know, something like that. Just something to get people going, kind of send them on their way. But when people just come to my house, they just, okay, I'm trying to make this. How can we tackle it together? And then that's what we would try to do for like the, you know, the 10 to 12 hours that sitting in my basement trying to get it done. 12 hours in a basement. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so wait, with the workshops, is it like, uh, do you charge like a set fee? Like, how does it work? So I, I don't charge anything. When people come over, they can use my tools. They can use my material. If, if I got it and bring their own, I don't charge a thing. You know, for me now, now when I go to conventions, I have to charge because it's a convention and all these other things. But, you know, at my house, it's just free. If I have the time, I'm available. And we can just try to get it done. And I don't, I don't charge a thing. And, and to me, that's just, that's just a way to, to pay it forward. I'd rather, like, if I have the time, I'd rather see someone achieve their aspirations in cosplay than, than charge for it and, and, and things like that. That's not really, that's not really what it's for. Do you feel like there is representation within the, the community at large? I feel like there. There definitely needs to be more and the conventions definitely need to do better, uh, need to do way better, frankly, in that regard. How, you know, how Chicago POC came about was just, you know, just locally, we were wanting that representation just here locally. And there needed to be just a, a central central point to where, you know, we can all kind of get together and kind of create the representation that, that we were looking to have. There is plenty of slices of nerd pie uh, in these conventions. And we just wanted some of that pie because uh, there's plenty of it to go around. It just got to a point where when this started, I had zero expectations for this. But, you know, over the years, it has grown and grown and grown uh, to the point where, you know, before COVID, we had booths and we were uh, being guests at just about every notable convention in the Chicagoland area. And that was due to, to the efforts, you know, put in you know, over the years, just trying to get a foot in the door, get a foot in the door, get a foot in the door. And we were establishing a lot of relationships locally just to have uh, more representation in these places. Cosplay community is is good. Uh, now, every, now, every community does have its, you know, bad apples and things like that. But, you know, overall... Uh, the community is a good one. But for us, we just wanted to have something. We wanted to at least have some representation at these places when it came to, you know, cosplay, because it just, it didn't exist. And so, you know, penetrating that was, you know, became a focal point, you know, as the group grew bigger and as we were able to secure more relationships uh, locally and get into conventions more more locally. Personally, as as Papa Bear, you know, my mission has been to have inclusion in all the places that I've personally gone, and I try to get uh, Chicago POC in wherever uh, I go as well, if I can, especially uh, at the local level. 
Uh, now, with that, we've we've gone out as far as Kansas City. We've gone out to uh, to Minnesota to do conventions out there. So we've we've branched out, you know, as a group more. What we really wanted to do was have that representation, and we have created. We've actually created that representation that we talked about over the years. And it's it's you know it's not just me. Um, we have a lot of folks in that group who have worked to really bring in the and be about the change that that we wanted to see. I know before you know before the group started, there really wasn't any representation uh, whatsoever. But now, like I said, we have been at every you know major convention pretty heavy ever since, and that's you know started from from really nothing uh, just a few short years ago. Definitely gotten better. It needs to do more, but it's definitely better than what it was. Uh, prior to that, for sure. What's on your hat? Jason. Jason? Yeah. <laughs> Have you watched that? Yes. Uh, <laughs> it didn't give me nightmares, okay? She's, I don't know if you can see her. <laughs> Wave to the camera. Yeah. Have you thought of designing your own character? I can envision me and then just like staying, staying on brand here with the whole pop bear thing. I could definitely envision me just like with a, a pop, you know, with a bear helm. I could see. You can see, yeah. And I've got maybe, maybe like twin axes. I've got, got two axes. Okay. I've got leather strappings and maybe uh, some, some, some chains, barbarian type of look. So like I'm, I'm in the wild and I'm trying to survive and this bear comes along and I, I, I wrestle the bear. Okay. Cause I'm that strong. Stay with me here. I wrestle the bear, and then I take the fur and the hide, and then I make a costume representing a bear. A bear. And so that's then, that's what my character would be. Kind of like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but you're doing it to the bear. <laughs> exactly, exactly. There was a time I used to work on music videos because I'm thinking about your bear costume. I worked on this video called, it was a band Typo Negative and the video was Girlfriend. And in the set, it was all this giant fun fur. The whole set was made of like blue and red fun fur art department. So in the end, I got all these huge bags of fun fur, which I made a bunch of stuff out of. But one of the things I'd planned to do was take the blue fun fur and make like a blue bear Tie, okay. you know, a giant head and a whole thing and then have snowshoes and the <laughs> only time i was going to ever bring this blue bear out was in the middle of like a big new york city blizzard you know where everything shuts down and the wind is right. horrible and then i would march out in the snow and then anybody else who was in the snow i would attack them <laughs> and i mean like you know just push them over like beat on them a little yeah, bit yeah. and then run away <laughs> the reason was is because imagine on monday like not hurt anybody but you know, throw them in the snow or something. You imagine on the day they go back to work and go, I was in the blizzard and like this blue bear came out of nowhere and attacked me. And people would be like, what are you talking about? Right. So I wanted to start like this kind of like urban legend in my neighborhood, but I never ended up making the costume so I can tell everybody about it now. I would have never told anybody if I made that. I would have just <laughs> give that away. So people were like fearful during the blizzards, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great way to do it, actually. I like that. Well, you can do that out, out there, but now that we've publicly talked yeah, about we it. we just ruined it. Yeah, we did. <laughs> All right, I'm going to bring up your website now. 
Uh, a lot of what I do is is just for other cosplayers, people who who approach me to to do things. You know, because everybody's in costume, it's pretty big to have your character actually like be in the scene or kind of represent what you know what the cosplay is. And so, you know, learning how to you know take these images at conventions and plug them in their specific cosplay is a, is a big service. So I, that's just something that I wanted to provide players who wanted to take their characters and, you know, take them out of the convention scene and put them right into Super Mario Brothers or, you know, God of War or, or wherever else that, that they wanted to go. So that's a big part of, of the service I provide. So I, I do take pictures for services. I, I do, I, I travel all over the country and I do panels and I do speaking and I do the workshops. And I just wanted to put up kind of like my cosplay resume and, and the things that I talk about and uh, some of the places that I've been. If you don't know anything about Papa Bear and what I've done, you can always go to popbearstudios.com and go to cosplay services. And then you can see you know, up through 2020, what, I, what I've been up to. If anybody wanted to check out Pop Bear Studios and kind of get a little background into and into my cosplay side and my photography side, then it's it's all there for you. Have you ever gotten any amazing compliments from celebrities at cons? I was in my Hellboy, and the actor from The Walking Dead who played Tyrese, I was just walking, and he came up to me I didn't, I didn't even see him come from anywhere. He came up to me and asked to get my picture in my Hellboy costume, like his own, with his own personal phone, he took my picture, and then he tweeted it out on Twitter, picture of me and him uh, from Instagram. Uh, so that was that was a pretty cool moment. Yes, Chad Coleman, thank you, Damon. I did a, a news commercial spot with uh, Henry Winkler, uh, the Foz, and that was, in a, that was in a Beetlejuice costume that I was in and he was uh, he was the best. He was a super nice guy, very easy to talk to. My most favorite celebrity encounter was when I met uh, Winston Duke, who is uh, M'Baku from Black Panther. I had made an M'Baku costume and I put on Instagram, I tagged Winston Duke, didn't think anything of it because he's a celebrity. And he actually ended up, um, you know, reposting my M'Baku costume, and he actually messaged me that he really liked it. So as as the fates would would have it, the very next week I was in Wizard World, he was there, and I got to meet him backstage in my M'Baku costume, and I got to escort him to his panel in the costume. And so he signed it, he signed the weapon I had, the whole deal, and I got some pictures with, yes, with uh, Winston Duke there for Wizard World. And that was just that that is by far my favorite celebrity moment. Super nice guy. And I, I couldn't find the words to say to him because I was so excited. Uh, I got a chance to meet him. And the fact that he he was nice enough to, to talk to me and, and sign my stuff. And uh, he had no problems with it. So that was great. That's my 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 favorite moment. Do you have <laughs> friends that you can do this with? I have been introducing it to my friends. Um I told my friends to actually Google up Pop of Your Cosplay because I'm like, yo, this is my dad. And they'd be like, okay. And they Google it and they're like, no way, that's you. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> that is five year old me right there. She actually did her own panel about cosplay at a convention. I did. So, talk about that. 
that was fun. I I did make a lot of people laugh, which I'm really happy about. That's how you know I'm funny. Fun to do because I have never done my own panel. Mostly it's dad, but never me. So that was like something that was amazing. It was one of a kind experience. And there was like, there was other kids there too. It was like cosplay for kids, I think. Uh, the future of cosplay. The future of cosplay. Yeah. And there was Kid Flash, somebody else, and somebody else, and then me. I want to continue my dad's journey. I love cosplay and costuming, but I didn't want to make it a job. Because a lot of times, just you know, knowing me personally, I just want to be able to just put it down and walk away and take a break. And so I wanted to keep it at, at the hobby level. I enjoy it as a hobby. I like the fact that I'm not tied down to anything. If something inspires me, I can go attack it. I don't have to just jump on this or, or jump on that, just trying to stay, just trying to you know stay with it. I can do what I want. And and like at the hobby level is where it's like my sweet spot. It's where it's where I enjoy it the most. With with Alana in particular, especially when she was a couple years younger, she'd be in the costume. She was all excited after a couple hours walking around. She's just done. She's like, "Okay, Dad, I'm tired. I'm thirsty. I'm hungry. When are you gonna buy me some comics? When are you gonna buy me some toys? When are you gonna buy me some merch?" I made sure that Alana would come on the last day of the convention. So whenever she got tired, we could just leave and not have to, I wouldn't have to feel like I'm missing stuff or I didn't get to see this because she was tired and she was hungry and she was thirsty and she needed me to buy her a lightsaber and all this sort of stuff. Pro tip for cosplay parents out there, your kid is gonna get tired and thirsty and hungry and they're gonna want lightsabers and you need to make sure that you take them on the last day and bring a lot of money and uh, and bring some for them to snack on. Otherwise, they're going to be crying on the floor. Convenient if I could carry snack, water, and a bathroom. But, <laughs> you know, you gotta deal with what you can. So here's your opportunity to impart some magical advice for the viewing audience out there. All right, I would say to anyone who is uh, thinking about cosplay or, or discouraged with their cosplay, keep at it, keep keep going. It took me many, many failures before you get one success. And sometimes that one success is the only one you need. And then you can build off that and, and build off that. And it's, it's such a satisfying feeling when you can take nothing, just a flat piece of foam and make it your living piece of art. So keep going. Don't give up. Keep going. Use the community resources. Talk to other cosplayers. You will fail a lot, but you will succeed after amount of time. If you look at your thing, because sometimes whenever I did cosplay and I would look at like my own piece on what I was doing, I'll be like, this looks garbage. No. But then I was like, I could modify it to make it look better. And it turned out pretty well. Yeah, but keep going. Always yeah. keep going. I like that advice. I always tell people, don't even try to make something good. Make something totally terrible. Because... 
it'll surprise you how much better it is than just absolute terrible. And then the next one you do will be a little bit better. So the, the goal is just to make it a little bit better each time. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and finish, you know, finish what you start. You, you may, you may not like it, but finish the piece. Do you it have to finish. It. Yep. Because people need to see and have faith that you will finish. If you do that, the community around you will also add in and help if they know you're going to finish. So even if it's terrible, terrible, you got to finish it. I and agree. Thank there you for being is. on episode four. <laughs> thank you for having us. We are glad to be a part of uh, episode four, and uh, uh, we are going to keep plugging along with this cosplay thing. You know, it was a pleasure to be here. Hopefully someday things will go back to normal, and I'll run into you at, at these events. I'll be the newbie who knows nothing about it, wearing the camo suit and a pink shirt. <laughs> That would be awesome. I, I I look forward to that. That'd be good. This is my own cosplay character, <laughs> Manning Camo. I have it a film. Works. It works. <laughs> Thank you for watching Infinite Spaghetti. If you like the show, please share, comment, subscribe, rate, review. Shows like this only exist with the constant support of its viewing audience. For great cosplay content and amazing podcasts, head over to projectnerd.com. That's project-nerd.com.